Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Patriots Nation, what's going on? Brian Phillips, editor and staff writer here at patspulpit.com, coming at you with another episode of Deep Down the Middle. Joined by my co-host, Ryan Kieran. Ryan, how are we doing, bud? I mean, how are we really expected to be doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough times around here. It's, you know, no one's allowed to leave the house. Uh, Tom Brady is no longer a member of the New England Patriots, and uh they're purging those mid-tier fan favorites like they're a plague uh you know maybe bad reference in this time but you know it's how it's going it's, it's tough it sucks we had we had 20 good years to be a boston fan and it's all come crashing down in 2020 so here's my theory um the, it's a working theory uh i got most of it from reddit um <laughs> We in 2020 are we're in a, we're living in a simulation within a simulation where where Tom. So Brady, you're on the West Road, right? Right. Um, but it's it's a we're in a we're in like a worst case scenario world where you know of course none of this is real. Um, Tom Brady is 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 coming back. Uh, that he's restructuring a team another team friendly deal. And they'll be moving forward, chasing uh, a seventh ring um, here in 2020. That is what I'm choosing to believe right now, uh, because literally things couldn't get worse. Um, all right, guys, lots of news to go over. Uh, we're not gonna really stick to a format here this week because obviously this is dominating everything, and this is sports right now. Um, it's really all there is is the NFL free agency and offseason, which has been dominated by the Tom Brady news. But um, the Patriots are going to be in the market for a new kicker this year. Steven Guskowski uh, released, and that makes Matt Slater the new longest-tenured Patriot. A um, couple of signings, Demir Bird, Bo Allen, which I'm a big fan of. We'll talk about him a little bit. Um, uh, Corey Davis, safety from the former Jaguar, special teamer. A uh, few uh, few others here and there. Shalit Calhoun's coming back, a couple of odds and ends. But um, Ryan what is uh, outside of the Brady news, which we'll touch on? What what has you the most quote unquote excited? Uh, what what moves so far has you the most quote unquote excited? Uh, uh, yeah, I know. Um, I know. Uh, yikes! Uh, bring Devin McCourty back. Uh, sorry, that's I, I think that's about it. Um, 
I'm not excited about Tooney at his contract. Like, like extend him, I'll be excited. Trade him for a good pick, I'll be probably not excited, but I'll be fine with it. Uh, but just a franchise tag. I mean, all he's doing right now is crippling your cap because his his this year cap hit on an extension is not going to be that high. And if you trade him, you're freeing fourteen whatever million that the cap that franchise tag is. So the, him being on the franchise tag is not exciting. Um, they've made all of those, you know, lower tier Danny Vitale um, signings so that they can start. Oh God, sorry guys. Um, so that they can start purging that middle tier of the roster and just replace them with minimum level players and rookie contracts because their roster is old and it's expensive and that's what they got to do. Um. But the only thing that I've been happy about is Devin McCourty coming back. Um, Deron Harmon's gone. Tom Brady is obviously gone. Uh, James White might be gone. Julian Edelman might be gone. Uh, it, it, it's not fun times. Where are we getting this, James? Is this just a fear of yours, like a manifestation that you know, like? Um, are there, I don't believe there are any rumblings out there, are there? I, I, I mean, were there rumblings about Deron Harmon? I, I think. Um, you know, Pat's cap obviously has speculated across a couple platforms that he might, James White might be a way, whether it's trade or extension, I would obviously prefer extension, but extending a 28 year old, year old running back doesn't seem like the way that you're going to be creating cap space. Um, and just with this purge of those, these middle tier contracts and running back being a replaceable position, um, he feels like a natural domino that could potentially fall. Hope I'm wrong. Obviously, love James White. Was the proudly say that I was the originator of the James White fan club. Um, but that that's that's just with all of the the uh, the kicks downstairs that this offseason Red Sox and Patriots has brought. That just it would be very fitting. Um, quick fun fact: in True. my kitchen, I have two canvases um, above my kitchen table. One is James White throwing the football after he scored the game when he touched down in Atlanta against Atlanta. And one is Mookie Betts celebrating uh, his famous time to party Grand Slam. Uh, so it would be very fitting if neither of those players were on the team after this offseason. Yeah. Um, you have to stop buying merch. Uh, your, your, <laughs> track set. Yeah, your track record is not good. I, uh, yeah. Fun fact. I own a Deron Harmon and a Philip Dorsett jersey. Don't you also so, own a Josh Gordon jersey? I do own Josh Gordon jersey. That one was a fake jersey, though. The, the Deron Harmon and Philip Dorsett are real jerseys. Um. Okay, so let's uh, let's talk a little uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Can we start here? What do you? Uh, let's start. Let's let's stop doom and gloom for a second. Let's sure. focus on the Tom Brady side yep. of it. What do you think of the fit in Tampa Bay? And like, if he was going to leave, where does Tampa Bay rank among teams that he could have gone to? As far as like you hating it the least. Well, Tampa Bay is fine. You know, get him, like, as far away, like, conference-wise as you possibly can from New England. Right. Um, let him go thrive with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard. And, I mean, the, you know, that, that that is what it is. We all know that. But he's got a solid – he has a solid line in front of him. The tackles – the tackle situation in, in Tampa is bad. I believe DeMar Dotson's a free agent as well. Um, if he hasn't already signed somewhere, uh, yeah, and they signed Joe Haig to, I think that's kind of the okay. Uh, but but Jensen and Marpet up up front, solid. Um, but 
I mean, yeah. So real realistically, this is the best place for him to go. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have been as excited about a, a Tennessee or uh, for for him as a Tennessee or or uh, uh, Los Angeles, the Chargers. Um, sure, Keen. It, it would have been cool to watch him and Keenan Allen, but uh, but that mm-hmm. offensive line is going to be an absolute nightmare. Um, and then sure, maybe Oakland, but like you know. You, you, there was the, all the uh, the talk about that you know him wanting to bring AB to whatever team he went to, and you know that would have been right. pretty, pretty wild. But Tom Brady in Las Vegas opening up, opening up the Raiders season that would have been pretty crazy too. But um, right. I, Brady and Gruden would have just been like way too much, way too much for me. That not not mm-hmm. nah, like no thanks. I, I'll get out of my face. Your thoughts? Yeah. Um. I mean, I so everyone is immediately questioning the fit because Bruce Arians is, you know, the throw it down the field guy, um, and I don't, I don't. Like Bruce Arians is smart. I think we can both agree on that, right? Bruce Arians is smart. This yeah. isn't, this isn't a Chargers situation where you know Anthony Lynn has been fine so far, um, but you know they're bringing him in, Tom Brady in because they see tickets. They're not bringing Tom Brady in because they see a way to build their offense and take their team to another level. Um, They're trying to take control of LA in terms of fans. Tampa Bay is a smart coach who, based on their interest in Teddy Bridgewater as well, was looking, seems like he was looking for a certain type of quarterback. Um, And with the weapons that they have, I, I don't know why people are assuming that a very smart quarterback and a very smart head coach aren't are just not going to know how to be on the same page and not know what works for each other. Um, so I'm not concerned about the fit there. I think the fit I like a lot for him. Yes, their their tackles aren't great. Uh, I mean, Donovan Smith is okay. Like he's not he's not the worst tackle in the league. Um, there are plenty of tackles. They have an early pick. They could draft one to fill that right side um, or Joe Haig or whatever. They're gonna they're gonna have to. I mean, they're, I they're think, gonna they're I gonna have to. And and, and Donovan Smith is bad i'm sorry he's he's not good um so they're gonna yeah they're gonna have to go tackle but that's that's the tough part about this right now you know this this tackle landscape there's only it's a nice class it's a solid class it's top heavy obviously but um just like any tackle class they're just the tackles don't exist anymore it's just they're, right. they're you know it's like it, it's i don't know it's crazy um and that's why donovan smith is bad but among all the tackles in the league he's not like sure sure he, like you know gonna he's not gonna get Deshaun Watson killed type bad <laughs> sure um all right so I don't want to do the favorite Brady moments I mean to those listening to this right now you've you've heard you know we're a once weekly uh, podcast at this point right you guys have heard all the Tom Brady stuff from the beginning you've seen you've seen and heard everything um right. you've heard every angle Today was the press conference. His first, uh, not excuse me, not press conference. First uh, conference call. Media appearance, yeah. Right, first conference call. Um, and a lot of quotes, a lot of uh, a lot of taking the high road, a lot of you know, a lot of things like that. And I, I thought some good questions were asked by the media, uh, the, asking the questions that needed to be asked. And of course, a lot of Patriots fans on Twitter. Whoa, that's the media just trying to drive their narrative home. Uh, we need to know the answers to these questions, and you'll never know the answers if you don't ask. We'll probably never hear the right answers or the truth uh, or, or anything other than PR jargon, like we heard today, pretty much. Um, but. What would it have taken to stay in New England was the best question of the day. I forget who uh, who asked it, so forgive me. But 
these are the things I want to know. Um, and and Tom, you know, skirted it a little bit and said he wanted to focus on the future and this and that. But we know everything started last year. Uh, although he did provide some insight uh, today, saying um, he really didn't make a decision until the the um, legal tampering period uh, last Monday. So um, a week ago. So. All the we've talked about it. You even you and I have talked about it. The building blocks leading up to this this point. Uh, who deserves the most blame here? Um. So I I if you guys listened to last week's episode, I had that that aired uh, the day before Brady announced that he wasn't coming back. Two days before the Bucks um, became clear that he was a favorite, I had alluded to the fact that um, we had heard some things like uh, privately that kind of drove home the I, that he was not coming back. Um, and I tried to kind of hint at that last week. I will say this week, what I was also told during that um, is that he wanted, I was told specifically DeAndre Hopkins, but one of these splash wide receivers. Um, so obviously we'll never know for sure, but that's just something speculative that he, he and it's you know it's easy to add up he was not happy with the weapons that he had that was clear last year when he was only looking at julian edelman after the first drop of a game sometimes before the game even started he was only looking at julian edelman and he goes to maybe the best wide receiving core in the league at, now that stefan Diggs is a buffalo bill um i i don't place blame really on either of them i think that belichick is right for not wanting to overextend for a 43 year old quarterback. Um, I think that Tom Brady is right to want more than what he was given last year and to believe that he can still continue to win. I think that I've, I've said it a few times on Twitter. I think that this was a case where both sides were open to a return, but weren't necessarily like dying for a return and both sides wanted the other blink first and just no one ever blinked. And it, you know, it came down to Tom being the one that eventually stepped forward and said, all right, this is like, all right, we're done here. Um, I just, I don't, I don't think either of them wanted to be the one to call it. And I don't think either of them really wanted to initiate continuing the relationship either. I think it, it just run its course. It's, you know, Terry, when Terry Francona got fired, obviously a much bigger scale than this, or this is a much bigger scale than that. Um, I was going to say, we, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, but it, it just it happens. It's twenty years. That that's like for a, for a normal team. That's like like the Seahawks. Look at the Seahawks. The Seahawks had uh, were bad, and in the AFC twenty years ago, went to the NFC, became a Super Bowl team, <laughs> spent spent half a decade as one of the worst teams in the league, put together a potential dynasty, and we are now seeing the end of that dynasty. It never turned into a dynasty, but we are seeing the the tail end of that extended run which now is the second most tenured run of success maybe third after the packers or the saint you know but over the past seven or eight years they've been the second most successful team in the league outside of new england and seven or eight years is an absurdly long run in the nfl and right. when the patriots started their run they were still in the afc as a bad team had a super bowl team in between there and then got bad again and then good again like it it, it was time it's fine it's fine it was time i wish you i for my own sake, I wish he had retired instead, but it was it's fine. But it. but go get you, you know, go go get yourself thirty million dollars. Right. Thirty million guaranteed. I hate I hate the like old people memes that everyone's sharing, but on like 
old people in New England go to Florida. It is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's Just fine. to give it's you fine. a, a, a good idea of how long 20 years – I mean, like how long our attention spans are as fans in the I NFL. I was three years old. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm pleading the fifth on how old I was <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, My first football memory is um, the playoffs with Brady. I don't remember Brady starting. I remember the playoffs. I remember watching the Super Bowl. I wasn't allowed to stay up for the whole first Super Bowl, but I remember watching the first half. I like that, will, that is my first football memory. I will only say that my first game, uh, my first Patriots game, was not in Gillette Stadium. Um, <laughs> I, that's that's where I will leave that. Um, and okay. now I'm here spouting, spouting off terrible takes to you guys on a daily, on a weekly basis. That is how long twenty years is. So just to, uh, for context on how long five years is, right? The for instance in twenty. 2014, you know, the when they finally broke the Super Bowl-less streak. Uh, probably the second best running back in the league that year was Eddie Lacy. Right. Like that. Like that's 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 crazy. I feel like we're about to see like Eddie Lacy's son play for Alabama next year. You know, like like right. I, I would have. It would not shock me. Asante Samuel's son is is you know is a is a college football player. Um, Marshawn five, Lynch was two years from retiring the first time. Right, exactly. So five years ago, four seasons ago, Cam Newton won the MVP award. Right. And now he is on the free agent market. Um, we, are, both of us, have not been shy on our affection for Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally never really thought he'd be a fit here, not only scheme-wise, but town-wise. Uh, venue wise, um, you post one positive thing about Cam Newton on on a Patriots timeline, and immediately, immediately, all you'll hear about is he's he can't he he's terrible. He's he's not accurate. You can't play with an inaccurate quarterback. I mean, it's as if it's as if Cam Newton never played football in the National Football League uh, because right. he's had a little bit of injury, bad injury luck the last couple of years, um, and. His media media treatment hasn't been the best since he's entered, right. uh, entered college football. So, um, Ryan, give me your thoughts on Cam Newton, uh, and then I guess I guess Jared Stidham. I, I don't. Okay. Just give me your thoughts uh, on the friggin' Patriots I, quarterback situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase this and then also turn my rephrasing back to you after I answer. Um, I'm just gonna run down kind of my my ideal world at quarterback here. Um, one Patrick no. Mahomes, no. Um, so Cam Newton's number one. Um, I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care if you don't like Cam Newton. I don't. Not, not you. You, the listener. I don't care if you don't like Cam Newton. There has never been, and this is not saying he is the best or the most talented. There has never been a Cam Newton in the NFL in NFL history. There's one person like Cam Newton. It's Cam Newton. He is a uniquely singular talent. He is. Still, I I mean, injury, I, I can't say he's still at the top of his game because we don't know. We truly don't know with the injury. He might be done. He might be done. But that is a uniquely, a unique talent that the last time we saw him healthy was still playing at a high level. His first half of last season before the shoulder injury, he was an MVP candidate. He was like a leading MVP candidate. The, the Panthers were a surprise team, and he was, if not the front runner, he was one of like the top three for MVP. And then he hurt his shoulder, tried to play through it, 
came back this year, tried to play through a shoulder that still wasn't right, also hurt his ankle, and they shut him down. So it's like we it feels like forever since we've seen Cam Newton, but at the beginning of two seasons ago, he was he was still an MVP candidate after having already won an MVP before in his career. He is you have a chance to get that type of talent, still young. He's he's what, 31, 32? Look that up right now. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he was like twenty eight. He's know, he's like, thirty. He's thirty. Yeah, he's gonna he will be thirty one for this season. He's, he's thirteen about a month, years a month younger than Tom Brady. Right. He's a month and a half away from turning thirty one. Um his injuries aren't like breaking down as a runner related. Like it's not Robert Griffin the third um breaking down as a runner type thing. Like he, his injuries have been one to his throwing shoulder and two like a, a freak ankle injury. Um he he is the best talent, and you have a chance to get him at a significantly discounted price. He's still a type of guy who should be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, and people are saying he's going to have to take a backup job this year. He is the top option. I understand, and I know, Brian, you're probably going to make this argument that you know the money doesn't make sense with where they're at because they don't have any of it. But he is the type of guy that you find to make it work because you can build a team that is a Super Bowl contender, maybe a second tier Super Bowl contender versus a top tier contender, but you are still contending for a Super Bowl if healthy Cam Newton is your quarterback. Um, outside of that, I wanted Teddy Bridgewater second. I wanted Jameis Winston, not because I think he's that good, but there's still the 5% chance that he turns into something very good. At the very least, he's entertaining. We've been sacrificing wins for entertainment for the past two or three years. Um, and I I would be okay with sacrificing it win or entertainment for wins and i would be okay sacrificing wins for entertainment this year um i don't have a lot of faith in jared stidham if they want to see what he's got and maybe they end up being terrible and they can get justin fields or trevor lawrence sure um and i don't have much interest in any quarterback in this draft that they can realistically get unless um justin herbert falls or jacob eason takes like a tumble to the third round i would be interested so my my issue is is what Tom Brady's allowed us to do over the last twenty years is not ever have to worry about the normal problems of an NFL franchise. Like grow, growing up and going to high school and college in the state of Michigan, a lot of my buddies are Lions fans, and watching that organization and how they run things is uh, is a real treat at times. Uh, but they went out and they drafted Matt Stafford, one number one overall. You know they've been they've been probably the worst franchise in the NFL since in, in the Super Bowl era, right? Uh, they finally get their quarterback. Yeah, one uh, or two. Right, and 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 it's still at the point where they're debating. Well, how do we how do we fill the backup role? And we saw last year how devastating that can be to a team when you don't have a solid backup. But uh, you know, there's still a large faction of Lions fans who, you know, who want to move on from Matt Stafford and and after years of, of not having the quarterback and not being able to find the guy. And it's, it's so unbelievable to finally be in a position where we have to evaluate the quarterback position, like, like really, really take stock in what we have. Uh, because, right. because we've always liked to talk about, oh, how many quarterbacks were the Patriots carrying this year? And it's fun. It's cute, right? Oh, they just added a Cody Kessler to the practice squad. This is fun. Neat. Oh, cool. It doesn't, because if Tom Brady goes down, the season's over anyway. Right. That's how it's always been. And now that's where we are. So 
my where I was getting to with this point is we've been able to sit back and watch other franchises as they overvalue themselves. Uh, fan bases when they evaluate what you know what what they have at the quarterback position all through March, April, May, we see optimism, optimism, optimism. Then training camp comes along and everything is great. And it's off it's specifically lions fans. Oh, this is at least a nine win team. And then, and then bam, they're not as good as they thought. And they've been, they've been looking at too many highlight videos and they've been not properly looking at the film and analyzing why the mistakes that were made were being made. And I feel like that's where we're headed with Jared Stidham right now. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of, oh, well, he was really, oh, man, this is this is great processing and recognition, and these are the things you want to see. Yes, sure, great. But the standard to which you have to hold your starting quarterback to cannot be evaluated in preseason reps. It just cannot. It doesn't matter how amazing they are. It doesn't matter if, if Jared Stidham – had the greatest preseason in the history of professional football last year, it wouldn't matter because when he was in the game, the game moved too quickly for him against the NFL starters. Sure, and it's it's extremely small sample size. The Jamal Adams uh, pick six keeps rolling in my head like 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 a, like a nightmare. It's in black and gonna, white. I was, yeah. I was going to say, in, in fairness, it also, for the people who don't believe in Stidham, it's also not fair to then point to the three snaps he had against the Jets before he got benched. Sure. As as fun, as, as laughably bad as they were. But, you know, the, he had a handful of snaps in uh, against Washington. I think he only threw one pass, and it was behind. It was kind of a miss. It was an option route with Jacoby Myers, and it was kind of a, a, a timing thing. Whatever. Right. It, that's, that's not – there's not really enough information. So, um, yeah, the, but the problem is you can't evaluate Jared Stidham right now because as, as, as the option moving forward, because – of the cap situation that they're in, they have no no effing choice anyway. So there is for me, there is no Cam Newton. There is no Jameis Winston. I don't care how you can fit Cam Newton under the cap. This is not for me. This is not a let's continue to try to force this thing this year. The worst possible thing you can do in the NFL is be eight and eight. It's the worst thing you can do. It's it's I've and again I'm bringing up the Lions because I I I literally sit there and I watch it year after year after year after year I watch my buddies get all jacked up every year and then they get their feet cut out from under them and the, the Caldwell years of going nine and seven and seven and nine and nine and seven and it it's it, this is what happens now Bill Belichick and company can can they have obviously the pro personnel and scouting departments are much better this and that but. Man, you got to burn this thing to the ground. This is a top-heavy cap uh, cap sheet right now, uh, aging roster like you talked about, Ryan, and 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 absolutely zero clarification on what's going on at the quarterback position. Man, and can I just can I just yeah. for my for my own sanity, I just need to say this. Um, I obviously I am all in. Can we please, 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 please not do the next two years of go get Deshaun Watson? If if they're it's going, starting, if, it's it's happening if, right now. If, I know it is, and that's what I'm asking. Don't do that, please. Because if if Deshaun Watson becomes available, like it's it, you're not, and I don't mean this as 
as um, an insult because if you were interested in Deshaun Watson, you are smart and you have eyes. Good job. But it's not like, oh, hey, why don't we go just trade for Deshaun Watson? Like, if Deshaun Watson is available, that's not the Patriots prompting that from the Texans. Right. Deshaun it's Watson all... is going to have to. Deshaun Watson is going to have to sledgehammer his way out of there. <laughs> yeah. The way that Darius Slay did, but probably more because he is a young MVP caliber quarterback. And you were, and then you are going to have to give up your entire future, which I would be okay with for Deshaun Watson. I'll give up three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. I don't care. But you know, until the actual talk comes out that they are that he is forcing his way out and they are going to trade him, please just don't talk about it. Just don't talk about it. I don't he, care that he's. I don't care that he's the betting favorite for twenty twenty one. That is just because the sports books want to take your money. Um. And I, I don't want this to come off as I'm tanking for Trevor in 2020, okay? I, again, I stand by the fact that I think I do think the worst thing you can do in professional football, professional sports, realistically, with how a lot of things are set up now, um, is be middle of the road. Um, yes, you try to win every game. Yes, do I think Bill Belichick would ever tank? There, no, like I, negative, negative. Yeah, like no, no chance. I don't think I don't think they're gonna have to try, Ryan. I don't think they're gonna have to try. I think they're gonna be bad, man. I don't. I I, I, I don't don't think they're gonna be bad enough this year. That's my thing. I don't think that they're gonna be bad enough this year, unless there's unless they you know trade Tooney, trade Hightower. Like I think the defense, even even with the talent that it lost, I think the defense is still good enough. I think that the offensive line is still good enough. I think that Julian Edelman is still good enough. I think that. Sony Michelle is still an alive running back enough that <laughs> like they like I, I with Jared oh. Stidham, if Jared Stidham is awful, then great. That is honestly awesome because then they will probably be bad enough to then be in a situation where they might be able to get Fields or Lawrence. And but also if they're that bad, then Brian Hoyer probably comes in. And Brian Hoyer is the seven and nine king, the six and ten king. But this is what I'm uh, this is what I mean. I I, I mean I, I don't see how you can possibly – I mean, they squeezed the orange last year with this offense and uh, and with their skill position players, right? Um, Nikhil Harry not getting off to an optimal start with the uh, the injury, the hamstring, and then uh, never really getting never really getting going. Um, sure, but do I think do I think he's the guy to take this offense to the next level? And the, I, I don't I don't think so. I think I don't either. To... But I think that I don't I don't think we appreciate enough just how collectively f the offense was last year. Like 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 let's just walk through this, okay? Josh Gordon was still here at the beginning of the season. Antonio Brown comes in at the beginning of the season. So you know they they weren't injuries. They did it. You at to some level they did it to themselves. What you know, whatever. But those are still you spent the off season and the beginning of the season planning on those guys to be major parts of your offense. Just gone as the season goes. Just gone. Julian Edelman spends more than half the year injured. You have a rotating cast of tackles that leads Marshall Newhouse to play significant snaps in more than half your games. Um, you have your you know your center is gone right before the season starts. Ted Karras did an admirable job, but he. He's still a step and a half below David Andrews. Um, Shaq Mason was banged up for a little bit. Julian, like I said, Julian Edelman. You trade for Mohamed Sanu. The second round pick was always an overpay, but then he immediately injures his ankle after the one good game that he had. Nikhil Harry starts slow, came from behind, and never really they never really figured out how to use him. 
Sony Michelle was coming back from an injury. James White was criminally underused. Rex Burkhead was, you know, not healthy at the beginning of the year and then was still so Tom Brady had an injury to his throwing elbow for the second half of the year, everything after the bye week. Um, like that the offense was bad. Matt Lacoste was injured as well. Ben Watson had the suspension. Like there was not one single position group on the offense that did not either lose someone right at the beginning of the year or have the important parts of that team playing through injuries throughout the year. Okay. Like, like I like that. I don't think that the offense was going to be good enough no matter what, but I think the frustration of last year kind of oversaddles the fact that literally every single part of the offense was hurt or put in a tough position as the year went. Like that okay, was, but here's that, my counter that to that. Hurt. Here's my counter to that, though. That was 2015 levels. Right, but here's my counter. Everything possibly that could have gone wrong went, went wrong. Sure, they had injury luck coming, but whatever. My counter to that is, but they had Tom Brady putting putting all the pieces together and, and like I said, squeezing every drop they could out of that offense. Uh, every 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 single little ounce of juice they could. He got out of that, and it was still it was still tough to watch, and it led it was them, tough it, to watch, it, it, it was and tough it led to them to lose. They were still a, it and was, now it was Tom tough Brady, watch, but they were still one defensive drive, and I, we talked about it at the right, time. But now Tom like, Brady, we don't is blame gone. the defense for the Miami game, but yes, but Cam Newton is can't if if we okay again, it's a it's a leap, it's a leap to assume that Cam Newton is going to be Cam Newton before these injuries. It's not a huge leap because you know he just had his physical everything came out fine. Uh, he's still young. It's not like this is a 36 year old trying to, it's not Peyton Manning trying to fix his neck. Uh, but it is, you, we do have to make a little bit of a leap there. Cam Newton was an MVP level caliber quarterback at the beginning of the season before last. If he is back to 95% of that, you are still a competing with the bills team this year. Okay. Well, well let's with, talk with, about it. With, if, well, if, let's if, talk if about it. How, how are we going to fit him under the cap? How are we going to fit him under the cap? Because, yes, his market isn't good, but we're at about $2 million in, in, in cap space right now per uh, Miguel Benzon at Pat's cap, about 2.3, something around those lines. You're going to have to – I mean, you're going to have to outright cut Marcus Cannon probably, extend Hightower. You're going to have to do everything you possibly can and mortgage the future and extend players that are already – like you shouldn't See, be well, extending okay, so that's where, Hightower. Where, where like, does mortgage the future come in? Like you're probably gonna have to go ahead and uh and, and restructure from Gilmore's contract again. Which sure, go ahead and do it. But again, you're pushing more money into the future. What I'm saying, in the, you, what the I'm future, saying to they you don't... is, is is cut the cord, cut the cord because Cam Newton's gonna have to come in and learn this offense. When when are they gonna meet? When is anything well, gonna happen? Are we having we also, a season? Like and I, okay, just to be clear, I my I expect it to be Stidham Hoyer and maybe a rookie entering the season. I don't think Cam Newton is well, going then let's, to happen. Well, then let's move forward but. with the conversation that that's what we're doing, because because okay, the and then I would like to talk there. about why I would like to say why that's that's wrong then because unless again unless Jared Stidham's a dumpster fire, which he might be, we don't know. We haven't seen enough. We we just we truly don't know. I am operating under the assumption that they like him enough and they are a smart enough team between Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels that they can ju- they could take anyone that they relatively like and make at least a 7 and 19 out of them. That is that is the level of operation I'm assum- uh, assuming as long as that player is not absolute trash. And if he is not absolute trash, then they are going to be that 7 and 9 to 9 and 17 because I also don't see a path where he is good enough, especially year 1, to elevate them to be a playoff type team. So he, Jared Stidham this year is the same thing as Andy Dalton this year is the same thing as Brian Horry this year to me. 
Jared Stidham probably has the lowest floor of that. And so if we're looking for potentially just bottoming out, I am fine with that. But we Bill Belichick is not going to intentionally tank in his 70s. It's just well, not going is, to happen. Then, let me ask, what is Jared Stidham ceiling this year in your mind? I also don't, and sorry, I'll, I'll answer that in a second, but I also don't think that finding a young rookie and then grooming him for three to four years to then maybe be able to be a contender again is also what Bill Belichick wants to do. I think the long-term answer is that he's going to find a veteran, whether it's Cam Newton, whether Deshaun Watson does force his way out, whether it's whoever. I think a veteran, unless Jared Stidham is the guy, I think a veteran is the long-term plan for Bill Belichick. Um, To answer your question, the ceiling for Stidham this year, I would say if everything goes great, which is even hard to say because that's not even factoring the fact that they have a really hard schedule this year. But if everything goes great, ignoring the schedule, nine, ten, and six. I think ten and six is the ceiling for Stidham, where he get where he gives you like a three thousand yard season, thirty thirty two hundred yard season. The run game gets back to what it looked like in the playoffs two years ago, and he limits interceptions. So maybe maybe like maybe like twenty touchdown passes, eighteen here, to twenty. Here's my passes. ceiling. All right, and and I know I'm being, I, I know I'm like on the ledge here, and I know I, I I I'm probably being a little overly pessimistic, but I honestly, I truly, honestly see the entire fan base, not so much you, but the entire fan base going down this road of over over optimism, uh, of of what the floor is, when you. When you take away Tom Brady, like how how unbelievably critical he has been to the success of this organization, and how unbelievably critical and how many holes he has patched up in this roster over the years, because of how he protects the football and because of of the plays he can make and how comfortable he is in the system. Man, I just I don't see a, a possible way that if Jared Stedham plays to the best of his potential this year that they win more than six games. And I say that because I say that because because the one thing that other fan bases do as we've watched them over the years be overly optimistic this time of year is they forget about how other teams improve. Other teams in this division are, are in in this conference are improving greatly. The Buffalo Bills are now a really serious contender. Buffalo Bills are the best team in the division right now. Uh, I, no think, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be a force next year with Big Ben coming back with that defense. You want you want to talk about a defense in the AFC? That Steelers defense is is nasty. Yes, they lose Hargrave, but they get Stephon Tuitt coming back, who was playing the best football of anybody when he got hurt. You had the problem, the potential defensive player of the year. I think they're going to be Minka Fitzpatrick. They're going to be nasty. Uh, but with Big Ben coming back, I mean it's an it, it's an improvement over Mason Rudolph, and all they had still, to do, all they had to do, they have. I, I don't I don't know I don't I don't like what they have in terms of weapons still. What and, Juju Smith-Schuster, like, Deontay Johnson didn't show you know, I, he was pretty, he was pretty I, sick. I think they've got I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a nice as a good second option, like a, a very good to very good second option. I think Deontay Johnson and James Washington are solid depth pieces. Yeah, they don't, have, Eric, a, they don't get, have a tight end. Oh, they did add Eric. Yeah, they Ebron. add Eric Ebron. You get that. you get Big Ben uh, back. All they needed it was a guy with a pulse last year. I, th- um, I think they have serviceable. They have serviceable weapons. I Big Ben is the one that I think we should be questioning coming back from injury here, not Cam Newton. Right, um, but if you, but I mean I, if you're if you're talking about a team in the AFC who who just needs to add a little bit at quarterback so that they can get their their ball control offense and let their defense win. I mean that that's I mean that's in what, terms of in Pittsburgh, terms of like but we're talking about a team teams that are so much farther ahead now 
you are so far behind the eight ball when you lose a Tom Brady. You have so much ground to make up that I, I just, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. And, and I don't see, I don't see a with, I think, okay, here's best case scenario is Cam Newton again, Cam Newton playing MVP level Cam Newton. That makes you a blank. Answer that question for me. Cam Newton, MVP level Cam Newton, or substitute whatever you think the absolute ceiling for any possible quarterback that is actually available. But like, do, you know, I, do I have home. to assume he comes right in and from day one steps right in, knows yes, the, best, everything, yes, best everything case, works Best great. case scenario. Everything is, is a perfect Ugh, fit. Because um, I say second tier Super Bowl contender. Like, you're not the Chiefs, you're not the Ravens, you're not the 49ers. 10, you are from, 10, 10 or 11, 11 wins. Right. No, see, you're uh, no that twelve. I, I would say twelve, maybe thirteen. With MVP, an MVP level Cam Newton, where everything clicks. That uh, sure. That, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, sure. It's twelve or thirteen wins that makes you. You're not the Chiefs. You're not the Ravens. You're not the the Forty ers But if things break right, you have the chance to beat the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Forty ers That is what. That is why I see the ceiling. Sure, but, the that, floor, but, but that's. But again, that assumes a lot. That assumes that a, assume lot. a lot. That does assume a lot. I think the floor, though, is what you are saying is, you know, is being bad. But I think that the defense doesn't carry year to year the way offense does. I understand that. I this, I don't think that Bill Belichick is capable of not putting together a team that goes worse than six and ten. I don't like they they'll find a way to win six games next year. Winning six games takes you out of position to get a top quarterback. Well, I don't even know if they would be interested. I, I think that anything other than going all in to be as close to a Super Bowl contender as you can puts you in that eight and eight situation that you are trying so desperately to avoid because of just because of this coaching staff that you have, because of this front office that you have. Like we we don't know what this draft class looks like yet. They might find whoever at 23. They might find, you know, they might find gems in the middle rounds. They might have a terrible class, but no matter what, this this coaching staff, and I'm honestly almost saying this as a negative because I agree with you. The way the most optimal way to move forward is to tear it down right now, if you're unless you're going to find that next seamless fit. And I think there is one potential fit there, and it's Cam Newton. So if you're not going Cam Newton, I want you to tear it down. I want to be three and thirteen this year. I want to be four and twelve this year. I just do not think that is possible. I don't think I think the defense has too much talent. I, there are too many good veterans on the offense with a solid, with a good offensive line that everyone should be, you know, everyone who was hurt last year is at least starting the season healthy and have, having this weird off season that won't be normal. And I'll just, it doesn't matter. No, we're not playing football this year. So all right. of this is really, is really pointless. True. But like, I, it, it's just, I don't, I want them to be really bad. Bill Belichick is not going to settle for being really bad. And if they are really bad, they are trading that pick and trying to find a veteran quarterback anyway. I don't think Bill Belichick is finding Trevor Lawrence and grooming him so that when he's 82, he might have a superstar quarterback who he now has to pay a ton of. I, I, I don't I don't think that is, I, I I you're right. And so if I so if they're not gonna a... get the if they're not gonna get the next Tom Brady, which I mean you're not gonna find the next Tom Brady. If you're not gonna get right. the next like Deshaun Watson then find the best possible version and just ride out Bill Belichick as competitive as you can. Because with Cam Newton, with like, if a Matt Ryan became available after next year when his contract is movable, like 
if you just kind of bridge those old guys for the rest of Belichick's career, I think you can keep a capable enough roster that you can have reasonable deep playoff run expectations, if not the Super Bowl or bust mentality that you've had for the past 20 years. And I think otherwise, this coaching staff floor is 6-10 and 10 to 9-7, and seven, try- which I would just, just hate. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of a scenario where that has worked. You know, it has, but like, neither has having the same coaching quarterback for 20 years has never worked before. Like it's, I, true. it's with, with Bill Belichick. And I would say the same thing if Belichick retired and it was Brady, I would say as much as I don't believe in McDaniels as that coach, if Bill Belichick retired and Tom Brady was still here, I would say just move McDaniels up and just keep the status quo until Brady's gone. Then when they're both gone, tear it down, start over, figure it out from there. Guys, right, so you and I are fundamentally a, a part on this then, because for me, it is, it's tear it down and start the process of finding the new, the next quarterback okay. to the draft. In, and that, and if, that, and that, Bill and, and it's was not a, t- hold on, 50, it, and it's not a tank, perfect. it's not a tank, it's not a, it's not a package everything and trade up because those are not, it's not realistic unless you're, unless you're close enough to be able to do so. So, so next year. Let's say they let's say they you know Jared Stidham is who I think he is, and they win six games, okay, uh, and they what, what does six games bring you the eleventh pick in the draft? Um, I think I think this year would have been in the like, draft. Yeah, I think this year would have been eighth. I'll confirm that. Real okay, quick. then you're in a position to be able to move around and move up and move back. Whatever you need to do for a quarterback, um, meaning this year you wouldn't draft. I mean. You six and ten got six and ten got you the ninth and tenth picks this year. Okay, so it wouldn't. It, what I'm saying is, do you draft? Do you draft another quarterback this year in the mid? Like I, I'm not a fan of these. Yeah, these quarterbacks back at you know it, it, the late first round, early second round. These guys are not. No, I'm not either. You're not going to hit these guys. The only time that works out is when you think outside the box and you you notice a talent when it's there, right in front of your face, Lamar Jackson. Late in the first round, but have, otherwise, I, I mean, it just it doesn't it doesn't happen. So I mean, and just look and just wa- again, I go to watching all these other teams constantly over the years try to make it work with where they are at in the draft and moving way up and mortgaging the future and 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 throwing all their all their resources into it. And and sometimes you just have to, you just have to make make hay with what with where you're at right now they're Again, 23rd. i don't think they draft a quarterback this year and i think you just you're i think they're going to be bad and they're gonna have to they they're, they're gonna get their quarterback in the draft next year the veteran thing see i see i again functionally i agree with you and i would call it a tank i would say tear it down Trade Hightower. If if Devin McCourty wasn't already extended Again, I was saying, i'm not saying tank i'm saying i'm saying you're not gonna you're not. have to tank I know you. I know you are. I am saying that I would at this point, if I were running the team, and I am much dumber than Bill Belichick and Nick Casario, so good thing I'm not. But I would be tearing it down. Trade Hightower, free that cap space. Trade Joe Tooney, free that franchise tag. If I would literally go cut Devin McCourty now and let him go find a contender, like I like Stephon Gilmore is probably locked in Marcus here just because Cannon. of the contract. Every single other player who can free up cap space and can get you any sort of value is gone if I'm running the team right now, because that is what needs to happen at this point. But with Bill Belichick, and especially at his age, if this was 15 years ago, Bill Belichick, maybe not. But at his age, I do not see him, even even if he doesn't think that they have to tank because they're just going to be bad, I don't see him settling for that to then just take the the third best quarterback at pick seven because we also know he's not going to trade up to the first overall pick if he's picking ninth or tenth because it's going to cost two future firsts 
on top of the first and probably a second. And he, he, that's not the type of trades that he makes. So he that unless they are so bad that they are going to get the number one or number two overall pick, you are not getting the top quarterback in any class anyway because that is not how they function as a franchise. So when Bill Belichick is this old, you just go find when you still have this talented of a roster too because this roster still is talented. You just you go find the best quarterback that you can and you just ride it out. And even if it, it's it's like signing Darrell Revis, except on a much riskier and much more important scale. It, you just find the best one that you can, you ride it out. If it works, you keep it going. If it doesn't work, then you try again. Maybe you sign Cam Newton to a one-year deal this year and do the the dead cap thing that they do with Tom Brady and all of those one-year type deals that they did with Terrell Revis, where you have dead cap the next year unless you figure an extension and it's just void years, like they did with Devin McCourt. And then if it works out, you keep it going. If it doesn't work out, maybe Deshaun Watson's available now. Maybe Matt Ryan, like I said before, is available now, and now you try out Matt Ryan and see what happens for a year. Or maybe Philip Rivers wants to keep it going for a year, and Indianapolis didn't like the fit. Like, see, this, you, for, for me, for me, that sounds like an absolute disaster. For me, that it sounds sound like, like the, it sounds like the 2010 Tiger, the Detroit Tigers. Where, it does where, sound where like a disaster. There, except, you give Miguel Cabrera this massive deal, and you're trying to sign Victor Martinez, and the next thing you know, you've got everybody. Uh, you're in the luxury tax. You're, and then the Detroit Tigers got to a World Series and were a Boston bombing away from getting to another one. Well, like, I'm, ta- I'm it, talking, I'm talking like right after the the two years after that, when the writing was on the wall, they had a chance to uh, they, they had a chance to trade some of these assets that they had, uh, and they didn't. They, they held on to Michael Mike Fulmer, for instance, back a couple years. Right. I think it was 2015, 2016. Right. I, I don't even know the year anymore, and at the trade deadline and they could have gotten a massive haul and they held on to him and they said, we're still going to move forward. We're going to make this work. But the, bo- the right. bottom line is the rest of their roster wasn't that good. And so I think, but the, also, I think, but I think the real, have... but the re- the real discrepancy between where, where you and I stand right now is I don't think this roster is that good. Jamie Collins, yeah, Jamie Collins and Kyle Van Noy were excellent last year. But they're linebacker, gone. But, but it, linebackers barely matter. They you can linebacker barely matters. Kyle, so what do they have? They have, they have Lawrence Guy. They have they have they have, they're great on early downs. Sure. They still have they still have Jawan Bentley, who neat Jaw- at the at the very least is what can do what a Landon Roberts did in that. You role. have the best, best case scenario. In the league. You have you have the best corner in the league. You have you have the best slot corner in the league. You have the best one of the better young corners in the league. You have one of the better old corners in the league who is probably going to play a lot of safety this year because you have those other three corners and Jason McCourty. You still have a high-level free safety. You still have a, who for some reason fans love, strong safety in Patrick Chung. You still have a second-round pick from last year that barely saw the field that is probably going to be getting looks at free safety. You Your defensive back class is still stacked. Your defensive line is still essentially intact, except for the stu- the role that Kyle Vinoy played. But well, who is their Dan- defensive line? Like, like r- realistically, it's Bo Allen, it's Lawrence Guy, it's um, I mean, and, it's, and it's probably it's, it's it's Chase Winovich. It is right. probably another John rookie. Simon. Maybe it's Nate. It's John Simon who's good. Maybe Derek Rivers finally is healthy. Okay, but see, but see here, but see, now now time out, time out. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And this when, is when we sit here. When, when we sit, when we sit here. What I'm saying is that no. What I am saying here. What I am saying is that the role that Kyle Van Noy played, as good as he was here, as cool of a story as it was that he turned around his career because Detroit grossly misused him. You can yeah. find that from any smart marginal talent. Anyone can be Kyle Van Noy, 
Anyone can be Rob Ninkovich. That's why they find them over and over and over. You can just flip John Simon and make him the next Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> you, Kyle Van Noy's role. Kyle Van Noy was a cool dude, like a, a fun personality, which we don't often get here. I liked him a lot having him here. I was not, I never once considered bringing him back because you can find him anywhere. You can find him in the first round of the draft. You can find him on day three of the draft. You can find him on the current roster in three different places. You can find him from players who will still be free agents or on the trade market in July. Like Kyle Van Noy's role is just, it. you need to be smart and you need to have some bare minimum level of athleticism. Okay. And strength. time out. You, you can do that anywhere. I am more concerned about losing Jamie Collins, but Jamie Collins' roles diminished throughout the year, and we've already seen them before replace Jamie Collins and move on from him, and the defense didn't miss a beat. Okay. I am. My concern is that defense isn't sticky year to year because it's mostly a function of who you play, right. and they play me, some insane offense. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. We've talked, we've talked our asses off about the defense. The defense is not this, this roster's problem. The, this roster's problem is their offense. Stinks. I went over the offense earlier, though. And we the, got the offense. Of the I don't think the offense stinks. You get rid of the greatest I, quarterback. I just don't of all think time. the offense stinks. You have a couple of pieces along the offensive line, and you have nothing. You have Julian Edelman, who is 150 years old, who's coming off of injuries again. That's sure to get better when you're 33 years old. Nikhil Harry, we'll see. We'll see. What, <coughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see with Nikhil Harry. They don't. Do they have a tight end on the roster? Yes, they do. Technically, Matt Lacoste is on the roster, blah, blah, blah. They don't have – I mean, Marcus Cannon has an almost $10 million cap hit this year. He's on the roster next year, too, just in case uh, anybody was wondering. Isaiah Wynn looked okay last year. Well, I'd like – you know, obviously he had the, the injury issues. Okay, he needs looks, to take a – so good. you have question marks everywhere except for the interior of your offensive line. Literally everywhere, and especially at the most important position in all of sports. I don't understand how. And that's why. And that's why I'm saying go get go. And that's why I'm saying go get the best person available at the best position at the most important position in all but of then, sports. But because what, 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 does what does he we have to work what, with? You, what we are. Tom Julian Brady couldn't make it work. Tom Brady was at 43 years old. Tom Brady made it work for three. Has We've seen Tom Brady make it work in different years. We saw Tom Brady make it work in 2006 to the tune of a second half collapse away from smoking the Bears in the Super Bowl. We saw Tom Brady take two different all-time great, well, one all-time great Peyton Manning offense and then all-time great uh, Peyton Manning on their back defense, take them to basically overtime. That man is gone. That man is in Tampa Bay. He is gone. You know who is, you know who I would bet on being a better quarterback if given the chance this year than this year's Tom Brady? Cam Newton. We'll see. And if we're really going to go big brain and we're talking about moving on from old people and replacing them with Cam Newton, put Cam Newton in Pittsburgh. Sure. Put Cam Newton but anywhere and he's going to have, put Cam a, you put in Cam New Newton in Pittsburgh, he's going to have a better chance of success than he is if you put him in New England. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't be just. Yes. We have never we have never seen what Bill Belichick would try to do with a player like Cam Newton. Right. We have never seen it, and I I think it's foolish to assume. And I've I also seen Mike I think, Tomlin do it. I, mean, I, we, we, I we, think that I think that the receivers on this roster are better suited to someone like Cam Newton than they are to someone like Tom Brady. Nikhil Harry can win downfield with Cam Newton. Tom Mahomes Brady, Tom is, Brady big, is the best. Was the best twenty plus yard downfield player over the last two years per PFF. I mean, the. the the players aren't there on offense. You do, you bring in Cam Newton. He has to be 2015 Cam, Cam Newton to have a chance, to have a chance at breaking 500. 
and it's not happening. Because first of all, they're not bringing them in. I'm sorry, Ryan. They're not bringing them they're in. Not, I'm, not, I'm not holding out hope. I'm saying this is this is because again, again, in a and in a you bring in a, if you bring in a free agent right now with COVID nineteen, who the hell knows what's going on? You don't know. These guys aren't going to meet until freaking August, man. What I'm saying is that in a vacuum, rebuilding is the right way to go here. We that's we. I don't think that anyone thinks that's what's actually going to happen with Bill Belichick, right? You don't think that they're going to spend there. He's going to say, okay, we're going to spend two or three years kind of retooling, excuse me, retooling this. And then in two or three years, we'll be ready to compete again. He might, I just don't think, I don't think the rebuild for them. I don't think a rebuild for the new England is the same thing as a rebuild for other organizations because it's never been done in waves like other organizations. They've always maintained a strong middle class. We, you and I talk about it all the time on this show. And now they're still doing it, but that's because you have the guy. If if they're purging that middle class, and exactly, that's my whole point. You have the guy. If you are looking to purge the middle class and you are also not looking to rebuild, then the only thing that you can do is look for top end talent. But I'm and saying that is the rebuild. The, the, the rebuild for same. them is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over. Eventually, you run into a quarterback. You keep return. You keep churning over quarterbacks. You get a Jimmy G. Oh, it's not time because of the way the way everything worked out. Trade Jimmy G. Get assets. Keep keep churning over. Keep churning and they had over. The, they had the capability to do that because they had Tom Brady. If you, it Cam Newton doesn't have to be right. the answer. Cam Newton keeps you competitive. Worst case, Cam Newton is that he's a disaster and then he he can't stay healthy and you go to Jared Stidham anyway. Best case, Cam Newton is that he keeps you competitive the same way that Tom Brady just did for the past two years. And then you are able, you have the luxury to continue internally looking at quarterbacks. You don't have to be, I'm not saying give Cam Newton five years, $100 million. I'm I saying, understand that. If, I, if I, I just don't even know. Year, I, I don't know how you give him one year, $10 million right now. First, first of all, who knows what his market's going to be. And then you do that. I would you give it. You've got to break it up. Year, gotta, I would give him, I would give him whatever you can figure out in the cap. I don't, I would give you, I would give him whatever you can figure out over one year. Because they're going to have to have $5 million for in-season expenditures. We've talked about that. Right. You've got to have the draft class signed. You've got to have all of these different things. Um, and then I would give every single other penny to Cam Newton. I would be okay with that. And if you and if you were, I mean, we're, we can wrap this up because we're talking in circles at this point. But it, it, there's just with Bill Belichick, you are not going to be bad enough to go get Trevor Lawrence or, you know, insert next generational quarterback here in 2022, 2023, moving on. I, at this point, I think you have to do what the Saints are doing and just you continue kicking the can down the road because you have. They have Drew Brees. We had Tom Brady. We don't have Tom Brady anymore, but we still have Bill Belichick, who is equivalent to Drew Brees. No, but that, but see that, thing. but that's different. You just because, need no, to continue. You bring, you bring an on-field up. guy to do the job that already knows everything about the organization and knows every single thing about every player that he's playing with. You, you, it's not the same thing as bringing in Cam Newton this year. If he doesn't work, okay, gone. Philip Rivers, you come in. Now you try to make it work here, and now you learn the system and that kind of turnover and that kind of that that doesn't work, and it's why it's never. Worked. I mean, you're saying, but you're saying the same thing. You're saying just keep trying out. QBs. I'm saying you, said, you have to go through the draft. You have to do it through the draft. You, you you don't have to do it through the draft though, because you can continue it at with where Bill Bill Belichick is in is at in his career. But the roster isn't you, good enough. The roster isn't good enough to do it that way. You can but okay, but why do you believe that they can find the quarterback in the draft, but they can't find other positions in the draft? Like you can you can they can find this year, this year, right, but, a best but, but, but case Ryan, what I'm saying is you find, can do that, can and that's what you have to do. Every every concern that you have. And again, this is an optimal. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying this, you should expect this to happen. But with the the amount of holes they have on the roster, can literally be fixed in this draft. 
Right. You can fix but that in every this draft other team also drafts. Every other team also Correct. drafts. Every other team adds free agents. Every other team does trades. Every other team is already is already ten yards ahead of you. You have to do, and it's again, it's the same well, thing then, every and year. And that ten that ten yards is Cam Newton. You that ten yards is next year Matt Ryan. That ten yards is Philip Rivers. That ten yards is just finding a capable quarterback who you know is going to have a floor. And if it doesn't work. The only veteran quarterback that I am out on at this point is an Andy Dalton because we also know what that ceiling is and that ceiling is not. Right, right. If if there's a quarterback, a veteran quarterback available that might have a ceiling, you should be you should be at the very least bringing them in and seeing what they listen. Have. Listen, I would love to see the Patriots try to keep winning. I would love to see them bring Cam Newton in. I, first I of all, first of all, love to see them go into a full blown rebuild. I'm okay I, with that. I I have had the luxury a, of only again. seeing them be good. Exactly, a but it's not going to be a different. rebuild. That is that is my point. It is not going to be a rebuild. But, uh, it is what, going to be them trying no, to no, maintain this. There is what, no okay, rebuild. We're going to stick. There, we're going to stay in Detroit. We're going to stay in Detroit for this example. You are comparing what I'm saying to the Detroit Tigers. They are going to turn into the Detroit Red Wings when they're where they are so committed to just trying to turn over the roster, retool, not rebuild. Where they are going to fall into that. Maybe they're a six seed. Maybe they're a five seed. Maybe they're eight and eight. But they are just going to the the Detroit Red Wings had this insane playoff streak it was the longest playoff streak i think in all right. of sports history and towards the end of it they were not a good team they were never contender but they had the streak and they had to keep it alive so they were they were content being and they, the did, to the they were trading to the detriment of the team now but correct to the detriment the of the team but, moving but forward the but they were trying to keep that history alive and bill belichick is that history bill belichick has how many years do you think bill belichick has how many snaps has bill five. belichick taken on the field none uh, what is that? What Here's is my problem. Like, Here's my problem. The point, the, the the part of it that you're missing is they don't run in waves. There is no window there for, for Bill Belichick and how they run this team. There is no rebuild. Go for it. Rebuild. Go for it. It's the right. same thing over and over and over and over. That's why it, it's not going to be throw ten, throw 10 15 guaranteed at, at at Cam Newton and try to spread it over 2 years and see what happens and if it doesn't then throw another one and throw another one because they're going to keep do, going through the draft and working their resources like they know how and try to and try to draft and develop. Unfortunately, right now I, we have to move on. We have to move forward without Cam Newton in the picture. And, I mean, yeah. And, again, and, again, and, and, I don't. So expect, you and I have I'm to not, move on. I'm not saying what I expect. How to optimistic we're going to be about Jared Stidham, and and what not, our realistic there's expectations no, there's are. There's no optimism him. there. There's no optimism there. And I, what I'm saying is, even if they go Jared Stidham this year, do you? How okay? How many years do you think Bill Belichick is going to continue coaching? If you had to guess, obviously we, no one knows. Yeah, I mean, maybe five. Five feels like the high end at this point. He is, right. He is how old is he at this point? One hundred and ten. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up real quick. He is okay, he's actually younger than I thought. He is 67 years old. Right. He's going to be 68 for this coming season, which, again, they probably aren't playing this season. Um, so is he going to coach until he's 75? Let's say that. Seven years, okay? Seven years is long enough that if you want to commit to being, you know, you don't think you're going to be good right now, maybe by the end of those seven years, those last two or three years there, they would be ready to compete again. If they're going to go through – even even a Patriots style rebuild where they're just finding waves because that success was maintained by having that top end talent so that they can continue to turn the bottom of their roster, find those middle tier pieces, pay those middle tier pieces, and then continue to churn. That churn never really happened at the top because the top was always Tom Brady. Right, and and, and you're not and gonna, you're not going to find. I mean, 
You're not, and because be, Tom Brady, it wasn't just elite talent. It was the fact that he was the system. Right. You know, I it, agree. It, 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 and, and you're not going to get that by shuffling veterans through. Like, and I'm, just, not, I'm saying that I would, I if I had to place bets, okay, again, I don't think, this, in terms of this year, I still think it's Jared Stidham, Brian Hoare. I think they're done at the quarterback position this year. I agree. Yeah. I mean, what I'm saying, I think, I think long term plan, though. If if that's how it goes, and then they are let's uh, let's stick with six and ten this year, and they get the tenth overall pick, they're trading that pick, or they are taking like a pass rusher or a wide receiver or a offensive line. They aren't Bill Belichick's long term solution here, and by long term, I mean for the rest of his career, isn't going to be to find a young another young quarterback. I I will be shocked if unless that guy is Garrett Stidham, which neither of us think he is, but he still technically could be. I don't think that the the answer. To who Bill Belichick's last quarterback is going to be is a someone coming out of the draft. It is um, going to be. It is going to be. I would. I would bet money, whether it's even if it's someone, like seven years is a long time. Someone drafted this year. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be a veteran who might be forcing his way out of Cincinnati at the end of seven years from now. Like he like seven years is a long time. So it could still be someone who's getting drafted. But Bill Belichick's last quarterback is going to be someone that he signed or someone that he traded for, not someone that he drafted. I would put money down on that right now if I could. All right. That, that, um, that's just not where he's at in his career. Uh, breaking news. Okay. Guy in my mentions with two followers on Twitter says Gilmore is going to be moved. Okay. Uh, well, interesting there, there because trading Stefan Gilmore would result in just somewhere just north of $15 million in dead cap money. Um, and he is the reigning defensive player of the year. I I want I'm going to throw my phone in the toilet and I'm going to flush it and see if it goes down. Um, okay, guys, we're at the hour mark. Sorry, but this is I mean this is unprecedented ground. This is what we're, this is the 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 life we're living right now. Um, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably should have led the talk with that because no one is listening still. Right, nobody's listening at this point. Uh, but if you are. Stay the F at home. Don't go anywhere uh, unless you absolutely have to. Um, okay, Brian, do me a favor. Get we, we Especially me, we, we shouted a lot of things there. So just give me your one final three-sentence summary of where you're at with the Patriots and what you, think what you think their next step will be, not what we think they should be, what you think their next step will be. Where do you see this going forward? Over-optimism will lead Patriots fans to feel like they can win 10 games when the cap is realistically six. And I think it's going to lead to them drafting a quarterback next year, not this year. Uh, a, a meaningful quarterback next okay. year. Uh, and they're going to keep, we... keep doing what they always do and just continue – shuffling through and, and, and pounding the middle of the class of the roster, and hopefully something sticks down the road. Okay. I think this year you are looking at Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer. Yes. I think that next year you are I, – I disagree with you on where the ceiling is, and but we we ultimately have the same fear. Neither of us want to be 7-9 and nine to 9-7. Nine and seven. I also and, don't want to be 6-10, and 10, but <laughs> – <laughs> well, know, I, I don't want to be, I, 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 I don't in all honesty, I would be okay with a couple bad years where they do a true rebuild because I think it is probably time for that. 
But I, we know that that's not how Bill Belichick operates, which is why I'm taking the stance that I have. If if this if this if Bill Belichick had a different philosophy, which if he did, he wouldn't be Bill Belichick. So I'm not advocating for it. But if this was a normal team at this point, I would be saying I'm ready for three and thirteen seasons for a few years while they stockpile talent the way the Jaguars did. But hopefully they're smarter than the Jaguars. Uh, sorry, Jaguars pals. Um, but it they they are probably going forward with Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. I think that that cap, that ceiling, and that range of outcomes is probably seven to nine to nine and seven. That's what. I, that's why I am scared of that, and why I would rather go all in because I think that is. I wouldn't say that's the floor next year because I agree with you that the floor can get worse, but that is, I think, the most likely range of outcomes. Here's just looking the, at the here's schedule. The last um, thing I will say about it is getting outside of that that mentality, the, their normal roster management mentality. And jumping into a go for it now, rebuild, go for it now, rebuild. And either in either direction is what we saw them do last year is is be reactionary, right? And it's be, and it's partially because of that reaction to Gronk's retirement and needing to put guys around Tom and and maximize the window and try to win now, win now, go for it, is why the reason we're here. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's because they've got 4.75 million tied up in an Antonio Brown grievance right now, and they've got dead money from 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 Josh Gordon and uh, and trying to add and, and trading second round pick for Mohamed Sanu, and he's got a six and a half million dollar cap hit this year, which I it better go down by training camp, uh, <laughs> and uh, and you and you spent money and you and you spent on a first round pick. All these are reactionary deals. To try to to try to go for it now, and and you're de- and you immediately have to deal with the reaction. So it, once you get away from your re- your normal roster management track, it's so hard to get back on, right? Like right, we, which it, it, you which get is so why that just which is why be the Saints, keep kicking the can down the road, knowing that you're going to have to for realsies blow it up when that face of the franchise is gone. And well, we saw half of well, that. I say, I say, just try to. You, I say, you can get back on now. But if you, if you keep, if you keep trying to go, if you best keep trying to scenario, do it, you, if, you lose. If you it. get back on now, if you get back on now, best case scenario, you are looking at probably two years till it's back on, and then Bill Belichick has what two to three years left. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think their window realistically points to that. That is again. Probably you are correct because you are a smart and B that is what the history of everything Bill Belichick Thank has you. ever done would imply. Um, but that is, I don't think that in this very unique situation, if this was five years ago when the Jimmy G stuff was happening, if this was 10, you know, any other team, if this was any other smart GM, but not Bill Belichick, I would agree with you. But within this particular window, Bill Belichick is the one per one non-player in the league that I would say is still a face of the franchise where you probably want to go all in for the back end of his career. And I think that I think that I would be okay with just continuing to kick the can down the road and just having that hard ass reset for hey, and where you might be completely correct, where you might be completely right is, you know, maybe Bill is sensing maybe maybe it wasn't Tom's window he was working with. Maybe it was his own window when he was being reactionary to Gronk's retirement. And all of a sudden we're correctly predicting 
the Patriots' first round picks. Like, oh, they're going to go wide receiver in round one. Well, it was clear, right. sure, but they, but in they, years they past, did. in years past, he just do whatever the hell he wants. The, right. You know, now we're not seeing the weird like do whatever the hell we want outside of trading up for a punter in the fifth round. But you know, like, <laughs> but like, you can't when when you're in this reactionary position, you can't just go do whatever you want, and you can't continue to be the 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 roster builder that you are. And maybe he, you know, and we've seen we, him be reactionary. We both we both fight against the people who say the cap isn't real. You can do whatever you want with it because that is true. You can do creative things with it, but you are always going to have ramifications. Yeah, and here you are, func- exactly. whether that comes in functionally losing the player or you know, ending up in a situation like they're in right now. But again, the Saints are constantly in that situation and they just figure out not smart for their long-term plans, but they aren't focused on the long-term. They are focused on the short-term because they have a Hall of Fame quarterback that they want to get a second ring. Go get Bill Belichick his, what would it be, 10th ring at this point? His 7th his seventh he, with the Patriots, ninth. Yeah, ninth he's going to need a new boat, it, man. It's, it's, at least, it's at least eight, so this would be at least his ninth, maybe his 10th. Um, I think it would be his, I it, it would be his tenth. You you would be able to continue kicking. Nice. They you can get creative enough with the cap that you can that you can continue to kick the can down the road, and you are going to be in a terrible position eventually. But with Bill Belichick, and if you find a quarterback, which would have to be a veteran, not a rookie, in my opinion, you can you can get creative enough to kick that can down the road until Belichick's gone, and then we are all just going to have to live with five awful excruciating years and i think we would take that for 20 years of Belichick, belichick and brady and then five more years of Belichick. we'll see we'll see we are pretty spoiled and last um. very very <laughs> last thing i know we more than need to get out of here very last thing their schedule is at the top very difficult but they also still have two games against the jets who are terrible two games against the dolphins who are improved but still terrible a game against the raiders at home a game against the cardinals at home um a game against the Texans, who are a dumpster fire now. A game, you know, the Bills are improved, but they still have Josh Allen at quarterback. The Chargers have Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Like, they have this. They're going to Seattle. That's your Cam Newton landing spot, by the way. Um, <laughs> they're going to Seattle. They have Baltimore and San Francisco. They have um, Kansas City. Oof. Those are, and they have the Rams. Those are five losses. Those are five losses. Rams, have, are, Rams are going to be pretty, pretty okay. So pretty okay, so we'll say but, we'll say four losses again. We'll I don't throw, know what we'll the Denver, are. Like I, I we'll I don't throw know. Denver and the Rams in a middle ground, and then the Bills are probably losses. But again, Josh Allen, you know, like I just I think that despite the the they play basically the four best teams in the league, but outside of that, their schedule is still relatively like like I called it a bitch earlier. Sorry for the language, but. That and that was me thinking of the top end. But if you look at it, it's really not that difficult with and with this roster, I still struggle to see I six wins five wins, I'll say, is the four. And if I had to put odds there, I would be putting like sixty percent into the seven and seven to nine win range with, with the quarterbacks that they have right now. And that's not me being optimistic, that's me being like pessimistic because I don't want that. Like that's just that's just what feels like is going to happen with this cool. schedule let and me, this let roster. me ask you this. to hell with the time how many wins do they win last do do they come up with last year with rookie jared stenham at the helm the entire season what did they have they went 12 and 4 um you talk on this for a second while i pull up the schedule um well i can tell you they lost to they lost to all the teams that you mentioned that were good except for the bills 
They lost. They lost to Kansas City, obviously at home. They got blown out by Baltimore, who is probably going to win the AFC again this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Because oh my God, you know, Calias, um going to Baltimore. Well, I mean, to insane. be clear, they probably will win the AFC this year. They did not win the AFC last year. I'm sorry, I meant uh, number one overall seed. Right. Um. <sighs> I, I mean. It's tough because okay. of Jared said of sample size, but how many games? Yeah. How many games do you really think that they win last year so with all the crazy let's injuries? Go this, okay? Let's go through this, okay? And and we can acknowledge that you know the offense helped out the deep, you know the offense helps out the defense, okay? But let's let's say Jared Stidham. I think is it reasonable to say that the offense we saw by the end of last year is approximately what we would have seen from Jared Stidham for most of the year? Um, do you think that's a fair statement? Maybe maybe slightly worse worse it's no i i i'm telling you it's worse because okay b- b- because i think i know what we have in jared Stidham so far and again small sample size but uh, i'm not i'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt at all here at tom all. brady tom brady on the overall year came out to be about an average quarterback but he was a second tier quarterback for the first six games seven games and then he was like a bot, not bottom, but probably second from the bottom tier quarterback for the rest of the season. And that came out to average on the hall. But I, I mean, Jared Stidham can be a second to bottom tier quarterback. I have faith in Jared Stidham to that level. I don't know if you do, but uh, Jared Stidham can be, um, what a step below Kirk Cousins. I think you have to protect. I think that's reasonable. I, you, I think you have to be the most conservative protective team and put your and you constantly have to put the game in the hands of your defense and then okay, in the hands so then of variance so in mathematics let's, and you're let's gonna go lose this you're gonna lose half of those games just because of conservatism okay so let's go year. through this again though that they gave up three points to the Steelers they gave up zero points to the Dolphins they gave up 14 points to the Jets one of those was the Jarrett didn't pick six the other one the other one was a fumbled a fumbled punt return for a touchdown. correct correct so they gave up the defense gave up three three points in the first three games. They gave up ten points to the Bills, seven to the Redskins, which was on that weird end around where they just all decided they didn't want to tackle right. Steven Sims. Yeah, fourteen to the Giants. I believe one of those was an interception. Um, yes, uh, one no it was a sack strip. Yeah, strip sack. Yes, where they right. had uh, they had um, um, Ryan Izzo trying to block uh, Lorenzo Carter. Yes, on the backside. Yep, and then they gave up zero to the Jets again. 13 to the Browns. So among that, they went 7-0 and in that stretch. They go 5-2 and there. They, they probably lose to the Bills. We're talking the greatest then, stretch of defensive play right, exactly. in the modern and, era. And and the offense really, like, offense obviously helps defense and, defense and vice versa. Just when one plays better, the other tends to play better as well. Even if it's marginal, that's typically how it goes. But that is the best stretch of defense in the modern era. They they had a stretch where they gave up 13 offensive points or defensive points in a month. In a month. Yeah. And then That's they crazy. followed that up and then they followed that up by another 3 week stretch where they only gave up 14. I think now see my, so, my, the point so of this in exercise that stretch, for me was to was to was to point out just how yes, everything went p- terribly bad on the on offense with the injuries and everything. 
But the reason that they won 12 games last year was because of that defense and really strictly only because of that defense. And now right. you lose so they, the greatest probably, quarterback of all time. So I don't so see... So they're probably still a the 10 or 11 win team. They're probably still a 10 or 11 win team with Jared Stidham last year. That's what I'm saying. They probably, in that stretch, eight games, they started eight. No, I would say six and two was the floor probably. with how the defense played in those games. They they maybe lose the Bills game, although Tom Brady was atrocious in that game. Um, he and then he, they Tom Brady then, did a really good job of, of of avoiding disaster in that game in really both did. games. And and that's and that's why I would say I'd be willing to concede that. And then maybe Jared Stidham starts to panic after the Giants make it fourteen fourteen, and then they lose that game. I would say. Let's be so, honest though, Jared Stidham would have been the best quarterback in that Bills game. Yes, I agree. Josh Allen so, and Matt, Matt Barkley was right. the best quarterback in that game. He, he was. So so we're saying, like, I, I think I would be comfortable saying 7-1 and one in that stretch. Sure. And they went and they went 4-4 four and four for the rest of the year. I, like, they beat the Eagles 17-10. to 10. They beat the Cowboys 13-9. I think both of those outcomes are still reasonable with Jared Stidham again. Right. They lost to the Texans. They lost to the Chiefs. They're beating the Bengals. Everyone was beating the Bengals. Like, I think, I mean... I think they probably lose at least one, probably both of the Bills games. Yeah, and 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 the Dolphins' loss at the to end the season was on the offense, but it also wasn't on the offense. Like like everyone kind of collapsed at the end of that game. Like so, that also has the potential to flip just well, by the offense. Main... The offense was so bad in that in that in that game and down that stretch that they decided right. to give right. up Ex- at the end of the first Ex- half. So, exactly. So, so Jared, maybe Jared Stidham doesn't do that. Like, maybe, you know, so, maybe, sure. I, so, so like, 10, I think scenario. 10 wins is the floor still. 10 best wins is still scenario, the floor from this team. Cool. And like, so next year to expect anything close to that defensive output is, is, is impossible. Like mathematically. Correct. Impossible. And, th- and that is why I am concerned because if the schedule last year was, you know, re- I'm going to say 13 wins with Tom Brady because whether the, they lost that game on paper, to end the season, but they won that game. That 13 wins. That was a 13-win team last year. With the offense looking the way it did and the defense being one of the seven best defenses of all time, uh, you're expecting defensive regression just because that's what happens. You are expecting, like, by the end of last season, Jared Stidham can't make that offense significantly worse because there isn't significantly worse for that offense to get. Just there just isn't at the by the end of last year that offense could not get significantly worse just because they were not that far from the bottom. Ryan, we have the New York Jets for you on line two. Um, <laughs> uh, but again, the Jets have the Jets aren't smart. I this is still for all the issues I have with Josh McDaniels, he is still very smart. Bill Belichick is still very smart. They still have good assistant coaches because they are the Patriots and people want to learn in the system. They still have smart people. So here's the, here's, here's the, the comment you made that scares me the most is because they are the Patriots and eventually that sh- that is going to run out on you. Correct. You know? And like, I think that, the, I, it, but, and, and the running, guy, and the and guy running that kept out, that going forever, the guy that kept it was Tom Brady. Being, I, I was Tom Brady. And, but, but running and, out is still not, is still not becoming the jets. Like running out is again, it, running out is, Seven and nine to nine and seven, which is where I would expect them to be this year. Um, I don't. I I see. I see. Just because it's football and it's fluky and random and anything can happen, ten and six to eleven and five. If you get super lucky and close game wins, I also see five and ten, four and twelve. If the, I'll say five and ten as a floor, if things go terribly, 
but realistically seven and nine to nine and seven with this coaching staff, with this defense, even a step below what it was last year, even two steps below what it was last year. And then with Jarrett Stidham or Brian Hoyer on offense, because even that in the worst case scenario can only be like one step below what that offense was by the end of last year. That is a seven to nine win team, six to nine win team. And that is just the worst place to be. Six to so either nine, go, <laughs> so either go all in, all right, we got it, we got it, or go all out. Uh, last yeah, point, last thing we're going to bring up real quick before we go. Uh, very excited for uh, Stefan Gilmore and his family. Uh, they add another son. Uh, as oh, Br- I didn't as, see that. Yeah, as Brashad Perriman signs with the New York Jets today. Oh, uh, that was rude. I got excited. I uh, yeah, eight million, uh, eight million over one year, six million guaranteed. Yes. Um, so congratulations to the Gilmore family for adding. He also added. He also added a new father in Stephon Diggs. <laughs> That 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 came right I, after. I, I already got I already got owned pretty bad by Josh Houts over uh, at uh, <laughs> at the Finn Cider, um, saying that Devonte Parker is uh, is my grandfather. So um, that's great, uh, guys. Uh, for for all two and a half of you listening, still thank you for sticking around for an hour and twenty three minutes of this BS. Um, make sure to follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan underscore Kieran K E I. R-A-N. Here's the only reason I'm going to co-sign that this week. Go vote on the Boston Legends bracket. Yes. Boston Legends bracket. A little fun that Ryan's put together during this uh, COVID-19 quarantine uh, issue stuff going on. Um, which also explains my hair for those of you tuning in on the live stream. Uh, this is what happens when you procrastinate for six weeks on getting a haircut right before a quarantine that you didn't see coming. Uh, so Flovid 19, anybody? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Hopefully we'll be a little more, uh, optimistic, uh, on things. We'll see. Um, all right. Thanks for tuning in guys. Go Pats.